What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Team Ape. Hey, I start the podcast off, man. When was the last time we did a podcast? Last time we like tomorrow, right? Like, man, when the last time we did a podcast? That is not how I start a podcast. <laughs> like, there we go. Okay, I had other stuff on my mind. Like, let me clear my mind. All right, all right, I'm ready. All right, three, two. What's going on, versus community? It's your boy Cell, along with my co-host. Yo, yo, yo! It's your boy Vern Lee. Let's get into it. All right, so we got uh, some some lot of topics going on. We know we behind on the the previews and other stuff that's going on in the community. So let's go ahead and get into <laughs> these previews so we can get to the the six hundred pound gorilla in the room um, because. Uh, C Stacks and Bert and Vito already talked about this uh, set of previews, but we got our own own uh, two cents to throw in there. So this preview is uh, the pod, the uh, blog post is um, blog post is government denies knowledge. So they start us off with uh, every single card is a muster of the week card team affiliation. So let's get that out the way right now. Um, the only MC they gave us is. Uh, Bark Creature. The rest are SCs and one very important plot twist. So, Bark Creature has two superpowers and the two keywords and one superpower apiece because there are two Bark Creatures. Both have four health, both are four, four, both are level one, and neither levels up. Both have forest dwellers. You start the game with an additional main character named Bark Monster on your side. So there's Bark Creature and Bark Monster. Got distracted by some other stuff, so I haven't even seen uh, X-Files in over a week. So I am no nowhere close to probably seeing uh, these characters in the show. So Bark Creature, like I said, has Forest Dweller uh, and his keyword also is Devils in the Dark. Main characters on your side have Violent and the superpower from the darkness is a main main phase red ability. Main characters on your side can't be struck this turn. Now Bark Monster also has Forest Dwellers and you start with an additional main character named Bark Creature on your side. Monsters in the Dark, main characters on your side have Monsters. Into Darkness is the superpower Bark Monster has. Main phase yellow hide each main character on your side. Turn it face down but ready. I think this is a pretty good ability. Uh, these two superpowers are going to be pretty powerful. It's going to be interesting to see uh, when Killmonger or when they play Mordo. Um, if you have an ability to constantly use your yellow, you can always hide your main character and let your support characters do all the dirty work of uh, being ranged and hiding and, um, you know, basically shooting Outriders because we know Outriders is the big bad for uh, the photo tournament. But also, Bark Creature having main characters on your side can't be struck this turn is super dangerous because if someone steals that ability with Killmonger, that means that the turn that they use, that Outriders isn't going to take any hits. So it doesn't matter who they attack, and yet they have Ferocious, but it, it won't matter. Nobody will be able to strike him back, you know. So I think that's uh, that's definitely something that's uh, interesting, depending on 
Um, if Killmonger still these powers, what would he do? So, uh, your thoughts, Vern, on a uh, bark creature and bark monster? Uh, I really like the potential. Let's just put it like that. I like mm-hmm. the potential of the bark monsters being a contender for the simple fact that they can attack two characters without, you know, keep themselves from getting struck. And then they can hide. So uh, not only does hiding keep them from getting hit, you know, for a turn, you know, if you do that twice, it's almost like they both have six health. Uh, You know, that's not even counting any possible healing or any possible defense with uh, any, you know, defensive plots or cancellations of attacks or anything like that. And just mm-hmm. the fact that it's not just that, that you aren't getting stunned if you hide them. It's also that they can't be attacked and then, you know, counters be given to your opponent because of Grandmaster. That's also a huge deal. And when they're face huge. down, Killmonger can't steal their powers. So it's, it's all about uh, using the powers at the right time. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that your suspicion that this team doesn't have a wild doesn't hurt them because they they need that wild. But they do. Uh, the potential is pretty good. You know, of course, we got to we got to test, but I, I like the potential. I also like that. Um, if you the way that they have this, if you time this right. Scully will always be able to heal them. Yeah, which I, which I definitely like. Okay, so like, let's say you have a situation where um, they they're going in for these gorilla attacks. You know, they stun in um, outriders and then hide, and they stun and then hide, and you run out of yellows or reds or whatever. And then they take some wounds. Well, by the time that happens, it's turn three. So then, what do you do? You play Scully. You heal one of them. You flip the the wild. You know the uh, the bureau, and you heal the other one. Yep, and you back at square one. You know, um, you got cards out there like know you move that can boost their defense, so you don't always have to use the red. You can just rely on the yellow more. You got um, different things like suit up that can have them in the back row while somebody else is protecting the front row, so you don't always have to use the superpower. You're not reliant on the superpower; it's the ease of use of the superpower. You know, so like I said, there there is some serious potential that's here. Just teaming them up with uh, villains and heroes that that really need to be looked at. I mean, even if you just had shrink characters in the front and was and was hitting with suit up, you know, depending on what cards you have, how you'd arrange your your formation would change, and how you would be able to block and not have to use superpowers. Then you get into the mid game. And people, okay, they're going to play on curve, they're going to swarm, or they're going to play Killmonger. If they do play Killmonger, you got to answer for it already, but they used up all these resource points. You know, so, I mean, they could play Killmonger next turn, you just play Goose and get rid of it. So what? You, you know what I mean? So it, it's, it's a lot of potential with this, uh, with this card, just because that four is a decent size. And then every time you attack, people have to sit back and ask themselves, okay, do I want to take this wound or if I go ahead and play um, uh, two heads grow, 
and they got ferocious, go ahead and strike them. But if I strike them and they face down, then I won't get the counters for, for Grandmaster. So I think these cards are seriously going to put make people think. Yeah. Like Outriders, Outriders really was kind of uh, like the rabid dog. Like, I'm going to just go in, I'm going to do this. But no, no. Characters like Bark Creature, Bark Monster going to really make you think about how you play Outriders offensively and defensively. You know? So I, yeah, I, like, that. I like that. I like that aspect. Yeah, they do. They do. And you're going to be spending something if you're uh, playing with Outriders. You're going to be spending something. You know? Uh, you can't you can't just sit there and and do nothing, you know. It's it's gonna it's gonna cost you. So moving on to the uh, next card, DPO. Uh, DPO is three drop, range four two one health. Has a keyword lethal. If DPO wounds a defending supporting character, KO it, and summon lightning. Main phase blue KO an enemy supporting character with cost less than or equal to. The number of times a character named DPO on your side has KO'd an enemy character this game. That's pretty interesting. Because it's saying that your summon lightning ability is attached to this character's ability to KO, not this character's ability to keep using summon lightning. It's like growing magic. I thought growing magic was one of the worst superpowers. Like, who, who's, terrible. How many, how many times do you think I'm using growing magic in a game? Terrible. On a six drop. You know what I mean? Oh, you could draw a card for every card every time you use growing magic. It's going to only be worth it once I draw more cards than how many I already draw at the beginning of my turn. So I got to play the six drop three times and the superpower. I got to use three yellows to eventually get what, six cards? You know, I'm dead by the end. Get out of here. The thing I like about DPO is if he attacks something and he KOs it, that counts. And it says KO an enemy supporting character with cost less than or equal to the number of times a character named DPO on your side has KO'd an enemy character this game. So, you're going to have to keep a counter handy to say, okay, I play, on turn three, I play DPO. I attacked this character. I stunned him. I KO'd him. That's one KO for DPO. You need a special dice that's going to keep track because depending on how many times you, uh, you use DPO, you might be able to take out a five drop or six drop, you know, just using this summon lightning ability. You can use DPO to attack something and then oh they got they got a um a one drop in the background that's giving you problems so I'm gonna summon lightning okay boom you took out a one drop well now you took out two characters in one turn with this dude you know so uh as that starts building up throughout the game you have to make sure you can keep track of that because every time you play them you might take out one two people you know so I, I, I like this card I really like this card. I hate the team he's on, but I like the card. <laughs> how you, how do you know you hate the team he's on already? Because the easiest way for him to get, because um, he only has four health, the easiest way for him to get um, those lethals off is going to be probably teaming up with um, Winter Soldier. If he could have teamed up with Winter Soldier, that would have been... You know, that's you swinging in for eight, 
They can't they can't um, play any plot twists. And you got lethal. You know, if he could swing in with Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier coming in on turn five and then him coming in with another three drop on six would take out Groot. You know what I'm saying? But because he's on Monsters of the Week, it's going to be interesting to see who you would be able to team him up with. And with him having range, we need to see um, as we get more characters, how many of these uh, Monsters of the Week even have range? Because we, we've seen some of the FBI people, obviously a lot of FBI people got range and the uh, um, the colonists got range. But it's like, okay, he's a Monster of the Week with range. How many people going to be able to team up with him in order for this four attack to be useful later down the line and this lethal to be useful later down the line? That has, you know, we got to see how that's going to work. Man, Any thoughts I, about this card? It's hard for me to get excited about it uh, other than to note in my head that it may be something that you can use depending on, you know, what other cards we get. I mean, I'm looking at his four attack. I'm like, okay, so if I bring him in on three, all I got is four attack. You know, I mm-hmm. might be able to take out somebody, maybe. Depending on what's on that side of the field. Okay. So now that activates my one. And, you know, if I use my blue, I can use, you know, use the ability once to get a one drop. Okay. That's, that's okay. But do I really care about that? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, (laughs) you know, I I needed to get to at least Grandmaster level before me to actually care. Like, okay, now I can take Grandmaster out. But in order to do that, you know, that means I have to already have used my blue and I have to, you know, somehow take somebody out, you know, the first time I put them out there. Okay, now right. I got to mm-hmm. keep him alive or have an access to another DPO and then right. I can have another blue. And it's just like, you know, eh, it's if you pull it off, okay, but is the cost and and in reality, not only the cost, but you have to build your deck to maximize him for it to work. And when I think about what you would have to do in order to maximize him, like maybe use like uh, Heimdall. Heimdall, you know, he costs the blue. Uh, right. So you can't really, that doesn't really fit unless you're using wilds. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just, or you have to use the, uh, the search cards to go, you know, keep getting you blues or keep getting you DPOs. It's like, is it worth that? Right. You know, does he ramp no, I, up I feel you. fast I enough feel you. to be worth it? So, you know, I don't know, man. Right. It's just hard. Sometimes he might just be, he might just be useful to kill stuff in the back row. You know what I mean? I, like man. with Outriders. With Outriders and uh, Grandmaster. Oh, I don't have a flyer. I didn't draw into a flyer, but I already queued up the two to uh, I need in order to just summon lightning this dude in the back row. Boom, that's it. And he's a three cost so people... character, right? Right. Yeah. See, that's that's see, that's what bothers me. If he was two cost, I'd be a little bit more excited. But his three ability cost... is so strong, though. Uh, eventually, <laughs> eventually it is. You know, I'm. I, it's it's hard for me to get excited about. Uh oh, you about to take out Ant Man with a blue? You know, I was like, okay. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like you could have just swung and hit that dude. You know, it takes right. 
you, it takes a lot of investment and and a lot of things to go right for him to be worth it. Is what I'm saying. Not saying he ain't. And like I said, I know that hey, it's very yeah, that ability here. But yeah, you know, yeah it, it, it'll it'll be worth it in the in the long run. But you like you said, it's an investment. So that means characters that have flight or characters that have uh, large defense can make use of him being in the back row. You know, so it like I said, it'll be interesting to see if we uh, see any of him get played at midwinter. Yeah. So now this dude right here, obviously people are talking about because of his ability to infect. So we got Fluke Man. Fluke Man is five drop, five seven, two health, transmit flatworm larvae. When Fluke Man strikes a character, it is infected. At the end of each of your turns, put a minus one, minus one counter on it. Obviously, this is a fantastic card. Let me go ahead and read what the post says. Uh, if the fluke man is on your side and he affects a character, this means at the end of each of your turns, put a minus one, minus one counter on that character. The character will remain infected until it leaves play. Fluke man leaving play will not end the infection. A character can be infected more than once and will receive minus one, minus one counters for each instance of the infection. And yes, a main character can be infected. So, if you got people like Barkman who want to sit back and hide and not take wounds, depending on what they, what uh, superpowers they're actually able to to play early in the game, yeah, you might have Mortal, yeah, you might have uh, Killmonger, but when Fluke Man comes into play, now you you're just gonna start dishing out negatives. On these uh, on outriders, so in that situation, bark uh, bark monster and bark creature really could stall you out. And from what I've seen in the photo universe so far, there's no way to heal these characters' infections. So yep. they're going to be way more vulnerable than somebody with uh, negative counters. And keep in mind. If your negative counters don't stay on a character because they go face down for whatever reason, like say you infect uh you infect the bark monster and the, the bark creature, but they use an ability to turn face down, those counters leave. Yeah, they still infected, but those counters never got a chance to stack. Yep. You know, so so uh, same thing with cigarette smoking man. You can infect some of those uh some of his uh, support characters. But when he turns those support characters face down, they lose those counters. So he's still going to use them for XP later and be able to level up. You know, so I, I think Fluke Man being able to to be in some of these decks and stall is going to be problematic. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, yeah, you pretty much hit it on the money. Uh, another thing that's great about it is that First of all, he has two health. I love that because he can infect yep. the same person twice. And it's not just good against the Outriders. It's, it's good against any MC. Because, I mean, the MC, if the MC has multiple health still left, all he's going to be doing is stacking negs. Negatives. Which, right, negs. That, that, yeah. that, uh, you know, that takes away from his ability to do what he's trying to do. You right. know, especially if it's an attacking MC. And mm-hmm. even if you aren't, you know, 
And here's another thing. It's possible that when you hit him, <laughs> you know, you might be stunning him, but he's still infected. Right. So, you know, next turn, he's going to get those nags anyway. And then yep. if you affect him twice, now he's getting two. It's like, <laughs> it's it's a problem. It's, and it, I was just thinking about maybe if you had him with the colonists and, and you had Swarm and you got a bunch of those guys out on the field, mm-hmm. you get, and you team attack, you can basically just insta-stun them <laughs> if, you, if you get enough, get them infected enough times. Yep. Yep. So, so I mean, it's interesting. Uh, I yeah, think the cost like is a little said, bit problematic, but uh, I don't know. I don't know because with Scully being around, um, healing wounds. If she heals from the mid, the early to mid game, or at least in the mid game for three, four, and five, you got her around, and then people playing group and group taking wounds for you, and then Scully's still coming back in later. Uh, Lone Gunman is drawing you in the cards. I need help. It's searching for Groot. I, I think Fluke Man is way more valuable. Uh, seven defense means you got to swing in um, three outriders. And keep in mind, it says when the Flat Man, when the Fluke Man strikes a character. So that means you got to make sure on offense and defense, yeah. this dude don't strike you. Yeah, you so, got to invest. You got to invest that uh, enough outriders into him. That's for sure. Right. You're going to have to swing in all the outriders because if you swing in three outriders and I use no, you move and you got nine and I got 10, I'm striking one of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah that's a problem. And now, now you now you taking a wound on uh, when my turn comes back just because I'm able to give you a negative. You Especially know, that so. late in the game. Right. Right. So. Now the now the thing I don't like is this is what I don't like. If I'm swinging at somebody, I need to swing at somebody where it's going to count because I don't like that fluke man. Most likely, if he swings at an outrider, he's going to stun them. Well, if he stuns them, they won't get a negative. It's auto stun, so you have to start doing your making sure your attacks are going off on outriders that don't have a negative on them. So any three-card money tricks people try to pull shuffling them outriders around, you got to keep track and not let them play stupid mind games about which one of these have a, have a infect, are infected and which one isn't. You know, because if it's turn uh, five and they still got four or five outriders left and they start shuffling some in the back and you got to keep track of which ones are, are infected and which ones aren't. You know, yeah, I'm I'm so, gonna suggest using the counter because <laughs> oh yeah, yeah definitely yeah, that could get real confusing real quick. Right, and I I see that I see that happening where people are like no, that's not the one that's got the negative the the infection. No, the other one is the oh the one with all all the counters that though that one really the one that's got nine counters on them because of all the times you swung with Grandmaster. You know, so <laughs> how ironic that this is the one that, you know, not the one in the back that you're trying to hide with two wounds on it and no counters. You know, so, yeah, I, I, I can see Fluke Man uh, starting to get some people on tilt when they, when those negatives counters start adding up in the long game. So and then another thing with Fluke Man, if you got Bark Monster and Bark Creature and you face down, then that means there are no counters, most likely on um, Outriders, which is going to yep. make them even more vulnerable to Fluke Man. Yep. 
you know, and it's like I said, it's a situation where people are like, okay, bark monster, bark creature out here. I don't want these dudes suiciding themselves because <clears throat> I need them face up. So when I play this grandmaster, I can get all these counters. If you don't have grandmaster, the only way you get encounters is going to be from Yandu. And even that's going to take time. And you got to keep replaying a two drop in order to get them. You know, obviously, Grandmaster is way more efficient. So, um, but moving on to the next character, uh, second to last character here, Jin, seven drop, five eleven, two health, one of a kind. She has one ability. Be careful what you wish for. Build phase blue. Make a wish. So, what is a wish? If Jin is in your deck, you start the game with a wish pile. When you make your deck, choose three different cards and two copies of each to put in your wish pile. Here's the rules to what, what cards you can put in a wish pile. Can't choose tokens. You can't choose main characters or locations. You can't choose cards that start the game in piles, like agendas, or cards that require a pile of their own. Obviously, talking about uh, face huggers. You can choose... You can choose cards that wouldn't normally start in your deck, like Illustrated Universe cards and other teams' loyalty. You can choose copies of cards that are already in your deck, even if your deck already has the maximum number of those cards. During setup, put your wish pile out of play and face down. It's a private pile. You do not need to show your opponent what's in it, but you can look at it at any time. When you make a wish, remove both copies of any card in your wish pile from the game and choose an enemy player. While those cards are removed this way, you may play one, and that player may play one. If the cards are equipment or plot twists, both of you may ignore any team affiliation play restrictions on them. If a card would be put into a KO pile, it goes to its owner's, your KO pile. Uh, Jen is kind of a monster, but because this is a photo tournament, you can bring illustrated cards to this tournament. Later on, at the kitchen table, you will be be able to uh, bring those cards and I think she's a serious boost of power to illustrate it uh, to photo decks because photo decks now will have a card that's allowing them to get illustrated cards Uh, obviously you're just going to use I need your help to search for the one of a kind card so that's not even a problem Uh, finding her to play on turn 7 so um, me personally I think it's a great card and I completely understand why it's only one of them. And um, if you listen to C-Stack's podcast, Scott talks about Jen and how um, her ability to give your uh, opponent a card is really her ability to distort your wish-making capacity. You know, because it's like, well, why would I want to wish for something and then give my opponent the same thing? It's a, She's a bad guy. It's a twist. You know, it's a twist on um, your ability to get what you want. So, um, but obviously people are going to be able to play, you know, nullifiers and, and you know, uh, team stand plot twists, ready and folks with A-Force and, you know, all that type of stuff. So it'll be, like I said, it'll be interesting to see what people wind up doing. So uh, your thoughts, Vern? That's a powerful card. I mean, yeah. it's not even... Any card that can just break rules is, is automatically a powerful card. But it is true. You better think very carefully about what to put in that wish pile. Uh, because 
I mean, it's a, of course it's a benefit that whatever it is you wish for, you get the opportunity to use it. Well, mm-hmm. hold on. Before I even say that, that's not even true. Because depending on what it is, if you if you if you play gin, you know, you're out of, you know, resource points. So mm-hmm. if you go get a character, you know, depending on if you're if you are or on the play or on the draw, you know, actually they might get to play it first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you really, really mm-hmm. need to make sure that your your wish pile suits you and 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 hopefully not them. And you better think long and hard about what you put in that wish pile. Yep. Uh, it's not something you can just throw on a deck and automatically think it's gonna it's gonna get you a win because it's not. Right. <laughs> in some cases, it might do the opposite. Mm-hmm. But it's a powerful card. Oh, definitely, definitely. So it'll be interesting to see what people put in their wish piles if they still use this card when uh, Midwinter get here. So we also have another eight drop. Um, last character card we got for the preview, um, Mr. Burt. Eight drop, one of a kind, DLT Ami. Is that what that says? I think that's Spanish. Uh, yeah, that's definitely Spanish or something. <laughs> when a plot or or something, <laughs> when a plot twist adds defense to another character on your side, it also adds that many plus one plus one counters. Um, stats eight drop zero thirty one health. Ah, I, I don't. I'm not feeling it because there's not enough stuff that gives you defense. Um, no, you move not gives much. you defense. Right. Know you move and um, from, from work. That's about it. I did yeah. think of uh, what is there's know you move, there's friend from work, there's demonic cruelty. And then I did think about Loki. Now, I don't know, you know, I'm not looking at the card, but I know once a turn, Loki allows you to discard a character as a plot twist. And I think it gives you like attack and defense equal to its cost or something like that. Now, if, mm. if that's the case, I wonder if using that ability... Yeah, I wonder if using that ability in combination with Loki would convert that you know, that, that attack and defense to counters. Now, if that's mm. true, that's that would make it powerful. Gotcha. Yeah, it would. It would. But I don't know if that would actually, if that interaction would work like, like that. Um, it's just a thought. Other than that, uh, it's a, you know, it's, I mean, he's big. <laughs> I just hope, right. you know, I, 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 it's turn eight. I mean, you really trying to, you know, really trying to prolong the game more? I mean, <laughs> especially I when you got ego. ego Right. If I play ego on seven, what am what? What is this card doing? No, he nothing. Right. That's I, which is what I'm. I'm not understanding. <laughs> I'm like, how is how is he doing anything but absorbing one attack? I would rather play wasp if that's the case. At least wasp is taking two attacks. You know she got shrink. You know, so I'm like, I don't. I don't understand. Uh, I I haven't really looked at the card to see how he interacts with everything else, 
Uh, he's got no team affiliation. I don't know if that's going to come in in play at some point. You know, maybe they'll have a, a enough no team characters where you can build a whole deck around them. I don't know. So, like mm-hmm. I said, uh, ego just pretty much makes him. If your opponent useless. has ego, I mean, you your can, opponent you can't can even team even attack with ego. this dude. You can't do it. He's not. A, he's not out there for attacking, which makes it even worse. It's like, okay, I put you out there. Oh, they have ego. Now you're dead. Okay, what's the point? He doesn't have flight, so he can't. I mean, he literally can do nothing to ego at all. Mm-hmm. So it's like how. So how would he be more valuable, right? Than Odin or Thor. I mean, he might be more valuable. Not Thor, Odin or Thanos. He might be more valuable than Fenris because Fenris can't, can't get past him. But right. you know, it's like, eh, you know, what's the point? I agree. Unless it's something we don't know. Maybe. So maybe I think I think they prepping because there's um, slowly there's going to be more stall in the game, and characters like this and characters like Surtur are going to start having more of an impact on the game. Because as you get to the late game, and some of these characters start having bigger and bigger defense, all those characters that wanted to do the rabbit dog bit and uh, win early aren't going to be able to now. Because they got to have a deck that's geared towards them winning early. So when folks start getting into the late game, their game starts getting weaker and weaker the longer the game gets pro- uh, prolonged. And that's one of the things I like about Bark Monster and Bark Creature. They have the ability to really drag this thing out. And that's going to be terrible. <laughs> that's going to be terrible. It's a, it's a legit, efficient way. You using one superpower to turn both of them face down and then letting the support characters do the dirty work. You know, so... That, um, you, <laughs> the Bark Monsters are the fact that they can still stay on the attack while doing what they're doing is uh right. wild like yeah we, we done went back to the bark but I'm saying uh, since we talking about late game with Mr. Burt I, I see more and more characters you know even in the earlier previews characters all these characters with heal and regeneration and crap it's like man y'all really trying to say we want the game to last to, to this full 30 minutes this full 35 minutes it's like man this is ridiculous you know, so like I said, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It'll be yep. interesting. So we got one last card. One oh, last boy. gigantic problematic card. Oh boy. Parallel you parallel dimension. So one of a kind card, build phase, put this card on your side as a zero one duplicate of your main character with one health. A duplicate has all the same printed characteristics as your main character, name, team, current level, and powers with attack defense of 01 and 1 health. Plus, it has Swarm, and it can't gain XP, can't level up or level down, transform, or otherwise become a different card. When it's KO'd, it will go back to being a parallel dimension plot twist in your KO pile. Note, if you have more than one main character when you play this, choose one to make a duplicate of. So when this card came out, obviously it was a firestorm of, of trying to figure out ways to use this card and break it and all this type of stuff. So 
we did find out Parallel Universe does represent a main character. Which is a big problem. Because now, you technically copy your main character and you can stall the game out by having this character just in the back. But now that that's the end of the previews and we still talked about Parallel Dimension, we can divert over to um, this deck that got spoiled because that's what some people asked for. <laughs> so, man, go ahead and let's uh, <laughs> segue uh, into, into how we got on Parallel uh, Dimension. No um, it, man. Talk about this uh, <laughs> this post with uh, Ralph Edwards III. So, Ralph has been saying have... in the group, he's been saying in the group, <laughs> Outriders is going to be a monster. He showed his deck, etc. Okay, we knew that. We knew that from testing. The first week of testing, like, we need Xanax. We need lithium because we get depressed because Outriders is just whooping everything in sight. So, yeah, you get the random win, you know, you know. and then we found out about Yandu. Yandu can't keep, get get recurred because it's a recruit effect, so we can't keep using Bifrost to bring in Yandu and dish out more negatives. Okay, fine. So, wins I was getting, the win I got with Yellow Jacket was like, now it's a fluke, you know. So, um, but Ralph had been saying, okay, Outriders is going to be a monster. Who's going to be able to beat Outriders? Who's going to be able to beat Outriders? So, on Reddit, somebody posted, Mayor Wilkins can beat Outriders. Why? Because Parallel Dimension will copy Mayor Wilkins, who says he can't be wounded. Then when he turns into level two, even if he's gone, you can't get rid of uh, Parallel Dimension. Since you can't get rid of parallel dimension, you can just run the clock out. So, what else was going on with uh, uh, that post? So, next next thing that happened was that got spoiled. <laughs> so, Ralph spoils his Valkyrie deck. Fantastic deck. Fantastic idea. Powering up with the Ultrons and the six-drop Valkyrie. And then swinging for the red, you know. Um, but he spoiled the deck because of what happened with Mayor Wilkins. But that's what he asked for. So I didn't understand what was going on, but that's how we wound up finding out how dangerous Parallel Universe actually was. Shout out to C-Stacks and Vito and and Scott and Bert for um, actually theorizing on how good Parallel Universe would be because even in that podcast, they said, hey, we're going to figure out a way to break Parallel Universe. And then, you know, somebody got on on, uh, Reddit and it spoiled the big news, you know. So then Ralph was mad about that, and then he went and spoiled his deck and said, "Yo, I'm gonna take my ball and go home." Basically, so um, I couldn't believe what I was reading. <laughs> so I'm like, man, I, I come for the competition. Um, I personally think, I personally think, in in all honesty. Average players will still play Outriders. No matter how good or bad Outriders may be. We still have characters we haven't seen. We still have a lot that needs to be tested in the photo universe. X-Files isn't out yet. I still think once we figure some stuff out and Outriders isn't the best team, I think people are still going to play Outriders because Outriders is the Thor of photo universe. 
It's easy to build, easy to master, easy to, you know, it's a lot of easy things to do. So I don't, I don't, I don't think Ralph should have just threw his cape in and, and, and just walked away from midwinter. I think there's obviously still uh, something on the plate because, you know, out, Outriders is a beast, but we never thought as Team Apex, we never thought Outriders was going to be the best deck. No way, you know. But uh, your thoughts, Vern? All right. Uh, let's start from the beginning here because you are not ignorant enough. But <laughs> I am. Okay. I, I was given a summation. First of all, <laughs> it's still like seven weeks before midwinter gets here x-files isn't even out yet (laughs) we don't know all the cars that are coming out i'm sure as hard as we've been tested there's no way all the mcs have been tested that's just for starters so going back to how this whole thing started and this like i call this the saga of what's up with guys named ralph because we got a ralph too and he's something else too (laughs) <laughs> what is up with guys named Ralph, man? Well, anyway, so I mean, I, I go back to the video he posted. Like I don't know if it was like a week or two ago, and it was just like this. That was this week. Wait a minute. It was was, was it this about, week? Wait, are you talking about the Outriders video? Or are you talking about the Valkyrie video? The Outriders video. Yeah, that was a couple weeks. So you know, it's like it's like guys. I just don't know what we're gonna do, man. We gotta. Please, please. It's like it's almost like he was like begging or petitioning, like, guys, please figure out how to beat this deck. All right, okay. So if you're if you're saying that, what you're saying is you 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 you're coming with a call to arms. We've got to make we've got to make uh midwinter fun by all of us pooling together our resources and figuring out how to beat this deck. Now, full disclosure, as soon as he posted that, I'm like, he done figured something out. Right. <laughs> or at least no, yeah, he thinks he's that. figured something out. Right, right. And uh, you know, I could tell, you know, Ralph is Ralph is a pretty crafty guy. He's a good deck builder, he's a good player. So I figure if he's posting this, he either has already figured something out that he thinks can win, can beat outriders, or he wants to see what other people are thinking. And I have no issue with that. That's something I would do. <laughs> I mean, right, it's it's right. it's no issue, and so you know, and I knew with all the with all the great deck builders we have in our community, I knew that people would be thinking along the same lines that we were thinking. You know, yeah. hey, let's test these MCs out. It's a lot of MCs with some, with some weird potential that you know we may be able to do something with, and right. you know, full disclosure. We're we're being very thorough with our testing and testing everything to make sure, uh, you know, some some ideas that we have, we got to make sure we're gonna rule them out by testing. We're not gonna assume anything. Right, right. So unless it's blatantly obvious, like Star Lord. Well, exactly. Right. It's so, gonna be blatant. Full disclosure. Obvious. As soon as as soon as Valkyrie was spoiled, our team was like, "That's it, right there." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we we really <laughs> underplayed it. We really <laughs> underplayed it on the podcast when we was talking about it. We seriously underplayed it. Matter of fact, did we even do we even talk about that? 
I mean, I we, don't know if we, did we do it. No, I'm saying we we missed one podcast. We missed one of the spoilers. We didn't do a podcast on. I don't know, but what I do know is when we saw Valkyrie, it was like okay, that has potential to oh for sure. I mean, if you can figure out how to level her up quick, if you can level mm-hmm. her up on turn one or two, mm-hmm. she automatically becomes dangerous because now she can take out MCs. Right. And so, and it's easy to get it's easy to get counters in this format, or it's easy to get a, you know, your attack built up in this format. So that's mm-hmm. not the issue. But then Outriders came out. We're like, ooh, okay. Well, maybe she can take them out, you know, one by one and make it not so bad. Right. And you know. So we've been testing it, you know, and I, you know, full disclosure, we, we, our, you know, our version of the deck is not exactly like Rouse, uh, but it has a way to get her level pretty consistently on turn two. Yeah, and uh, you know, she, she's, she has potential. You know, I'm, I don't want to, you know, get into it all and say that we think we've solved the meta. Because we haven't, we're nowhere near finished testing. Yeah, we still uh, have what, 40 MCs to go. And we still don't I mean, have all the MCs uh from uh X Files. We don't even we haven't even started testing any of the MCs from X Files. Yeah. So we, you know, we, we got we got a ways got a to go. Way to go. Yeah. Got a ways to go. Uh you know, we haven't solved this meta. Uh, you know, and it is what it is. What what, what happened is what happened, but man. Just briefly to say, I just can't believe he's like, well, I'm not coming. Like, really? Like, okay, so you asked for this, dude. Like, you <laughs> you said, hey, come up with a way to beat him. And it's like, firstly, it's what you asked for. Secondly, did you really think nobody else was looking at, at Valkyrie? Right. Or that nobody else would come up with a way to make her work? Or even with Wilkins, not just with Valkyrie, <laughs> but even with, with Mayor Wilkins, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's like... Because Wilkins, again, is a stall character. He's stalling the five. Okay, so if he's stalling the five and then he's busting out with 30-30, then it's like, okay, until you can get Eco, which might not work because you got friends from work canceling them both out. Yep. You know, you still got... Now we last, got multiple things. Right, we got cancel. last one. You know, canceling junk out. So it's it's a ton of stuff that that says, okay, this dude Wilkins can go to the last the you know the end game. You know, so uh, yeah, ego can solve the problem. Hawkeye can solve that problem, but you got other stuff that can just shut it down. You know, so um, like I said, right, right. I don't know what he was. That's whack to me, man. I got. I just got to say it. I agree. It's, it's 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 whack to me, and you know whatever you know it's it's his decision. Uh, you know you know us. We just like to compete. We like to play against the best that's players. Why I'm the he, I'm the he's one of the better players. And, you know right, wh- whatever you think about his decision or how he goes about doing things. That's what made me. Yeah, mad. I I wanted to be there to play Ralph. I want to be there to play Bert. I want to play play Vito and C Stacks. I want to play. You know, global gym. I I want to play people I know know how to play this game. So but that's how we somebody, get better, right? Right. That's how so we get better. Sits back and says, one of the better players sits back and says, "No, nah, I ain't showing up." Like, dude, that's the type of junk to make you flip a table. Because now, in reality, you devaluing the event. 
to me. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? And and now that they that that uh uh team attack has seriously upped the ante about the value of midwinter because it's a regional event. Now it's like, dude, you we need people that's gonna be breaking their A game. You know? Right. Because think about think right. about what happened this past year with some of these uh some of these tournaments. You know, I'm not trying to throw shade, but because people didn't show up and support these tournaments, me included, because I had no money or I had no time off from work. <laughs> regular old people just walked in with anything and walked out with a bunch of swag. And then we never saw them again. We never saw them in the versus community again. We, ne- we never like they probably sold the mats on eBay and went about their life. But to us, it was like, dude, I could have had that top four mat. With Deadpool on it, I could I could have won that that tournament if I'd have known Scrubs was showing up. You know, I could have been stomping that junk like Godzilla. You know, but it didn't help the game, right? It, it didn't, didn't help, help the game that. at all. And now all these events for next year are going to be regionals. So you telling me all these events are going to be regionals, but now you ain't showing up? And then Team Attack and went through and busted they hump to make sure that this is going to be a cash prize out, you know, cash payout, and it's going to be a regional. You know, you got Tim over there in New Jersey making sure that he got stuff set up. Like, come on, man. This is this is the time to start supporting supporting the uh supporting the game and supporting the community when they got something really paying off with these being regionals and, and twenty five hundred dollar cash prize. Like I said, I I, I want to go just so I can get the get the uh competition, you know. So yeah. like I said, when when somebody yeah, does, Top players is over there like <sighs> pulling out. It's like, nah, dude, that's that's not that's not how we support the that's not how we support the game, you know. And, and it's not that you have to go to every regional. That's that's not right. the, the right. point. I mean, we nobody's going to every regional, but if your plan is to go and then you're just not going because you know, I don't know, something got spoiled, you didn't want to get spoiled, even though you asked for something to get spoiled. I don't even know what happened, dude. I, all I know is I woke up at, at 4 to go to work this morning, and, and Kirk was, was trolling Ralph at 3 in the morning. I'm like, what is going on? What, what is happening right now? <laughs> but, uh, you know, we talked about this before, maybe not as blatantly as we're talking about it now, but it's like, are we... Are we in this game to compete or are we just in this game just to win? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't, I know some people like playing unfair and some people just, uh, you know, they want to go there and just be able to say, I won. I want to go there and actually feel like I did something to win, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Even if somebody is playing the exact same deck I'm playing for whatever reason, dude. But think about it. Even just, if just every card, as a, as a side note, think about what we went through at Gen Con. Think about what we went through at Gen Con. That was grueling. Yeah, it was. that was grueling. Nine rounds, nine rounds, dude. I earned that check. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think I earned that I mean, check. Work been slow. I, I I did more work at Gen Con in nine rounds than I did all week at work today. Yeah, you know, all week at work. <laughs> you know, I'm like, dude, Gen Con was like, you gonna earn this money because <laughs> everybody coming with them hands yeah. today. Like yeah. it, it, it was rough. But when you everybody we played against was like 
but like you like you said you want to make it feel like you went there and you did something I mean I want to feel like like I said if I even if I even if I'm playing the exact same deck as my opponent mm-hmm. every like literally every card is the same and if we pull the exact same thing I want to be I want to win because I outplayed him right you know it it don't just have to be that oh man I got some secret deck that nobody else is going to find out about right. Right. which I'm sorry but in this case that that just wasn't the case but the card <laughs> pool mean, isn't large enough the card no. pool just isn't large enough yeah they expanded on heroes and villains yeah but you only got seven teams you know what I'm saying the card yeah. pool just it's... isn't large enough for, for no one to come up with any ideas and then you got Outriders is the big bad, sure. But they gave us all these cards that put negative counters on Outriders. How, how Somebody's kind of... There's, there's so many ways to beat Outriders. The issue is consistency. That's all. Right. Exactly. But I think that um, I Need Your Help is going to bring that consistency. Because if you can consistently get what you need and you start drawing in the I need your help, you use Rocket to loop it around, you know, especially if you're in a situation where, hey, you're going to give me this card I know I want, or maybe you're going to give me I need help. People are always going to put I need help back in your hand and you're going to always have a great hand because whatever you're pulling out the KO pile is going to be fantastic because they constantly, they never want you to use I need help. You know what I'm saying? So and you sound you sound more like I usually sound right now. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? Like I'm usually the one that's more optimistic. You know, I'm I'm like <laughs> I'm 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 semi optimistic that there's gonna be multiple consistent decks that can beat outriders, but I'm not I'm not so sure at this point. So we just gotta keep testing. But my thing is, even if it's not, I don't care. It's like whatever. You know, everybody come out there and do their best to to compete. That's what I care about. So, you know, what's really happened as far as all of this whole situation is that, okay, now Mayor Wilkins got exposed. Right. Um, And I can't sit here and say that we would have figured that out. Uh, Honestly, I had not yet had time to really look at uh, Parallel uh, Dimension. What I was going to do was I was gonna gonna take parallel dimension and look at every MC, every MC. individually. Yep. But I just hadn't done it yet because I was right. focusing on other things because right. of the way we're testing mm-hmm. uh, for this tournament. But you know, I'm glad that it's out there because everybody needs to know about that because that's a problem. Oh, it's that a, it's is a, problem. a problem. It's a huge problem. And I'm not gonna get into why we know it's a problem, but it's super easy to pull off. Uh. <laughs> it's easy to pull off, and there are some. There are some. If you don't build your deck, you know, and you're not playing certain MCs, you can literally just not have a chance, right? Right. Against something that really has nothing to do with skill. Yeah, they could pull parallel so, dimension, uh, parallel dimension out, and you just scoop. But the one nothing you can do. But the one thing I do like is we have way more alt wing characters now. You know. Yep. Um. Ultron is out. And again, with I need your help, you can get what you need. Oh, I need these blues. Okay, get them blues. Oh, I need these greens now because I'm going to do this move. Okay. 
You know, you got eight Ultrons. You can power up these other Ultrons and keep getting Ultrons back because it's different Ultrons. And, you know, so like I said, it's uh, it's it's gonna be interesting. It's definitely gonna it's, be. Interesting. It's good that the info is out there because oh, for sure. people can now people can now plan for this. Like, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Mayor Wilkins doesn't want to see Red Skull MC, so if you can come up with a Red Skull deck mm-hmm. uh, that can compete. Against other other decks like Outriders, you ain't worried about Mayor Wilkins. He's it's gonna take Mayor Wilkins out every time. Right. Uh, if you uh, could come up with a consistent Valkyrie deck that can beat Outriders, she's gonna stop Mayor Wilkins every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Widow, uh, the Black Widow SC can can uh, possibly disrupt the Mayor Wilkins thing. Yep. Uh, the lone gunman can possibly make you know make them discard what they need. Right, because Langley is gonna force them to discard something. Yep. Uh, either the SC or hopefully the either the SC or the um, or the plot twist itself. Right. Or the card that searches for the plot twist. Right. They they got so many um, plot twists that's coming out that makes you discard junk. You know. So those are yeah. one of a kind plot twists. So like I said, they they powerful too. Just forcing people when they yeah. show cards for a whole turn to throw stuff in the KO pile. You know, hey, so. pull out pull out your master MCs and uh throw the search cards in there, search for your blues and use that ability and he'll just end the game <laughs> after he survives past three turns. That too. You know, that'll do it. Uh Dormammu could possibly use his yellow and just happen to Hit that parallel dimension on the way through the, you know, picking out the card. So I mean, it's ways yep. that uh, to deal with it. But now, you know, if you didn't know about it, if you didn't know that this was the issue, you we would have just all walked in there thinking, you know, one way, or those of us who didn't discover it, right? And then we would have got there and been like, it's something else, right? But this. So is now what? Oh, go ahead. What has happened is it's created this. Meta where now we are guessing. <laughs> We're now guessing what's going to be played now, mm-hmm. because we got like this this rock paper scissors situation going on, kind of right, or at least it's formulating. Right. So, like so. I said, um, but and, and you have to keep in mind what your what your SCs do. It's not just what the MCs do, because one of the things that we've been doing in testing is, okay, this is what we're doing. Uh, with our MCs, but do we have a certain stash of SCs or this certain combo? Okay, we see this combo. Does this combo work in every deck? Yes or no? If it does, fine. Let's test it with multiple MCs. If it doesn't, fine. So let's test it with the MC it works with consistently that can use it. Okay, so that works with that. Then you move on to your next, you know, your, the next MC. So we're not assuming that something we think is working consistently because even with it being six of us, eight of us testing, if we're still in a bubble, we don't know what other people, other places are testing, you know? And then like yep. I said, uh, one things that I appreciate is uh, like Vito said in C-Stacks podcast, I like having a bad guy because it focuses your deck building. I like that yeah. Outriders is the bad guy. You know, I, I like that, that there's a focus and like he said, it weeds out bad deck builders. If you don't yeah, know bro. how to build decks, you don't like Outriders. And granted, nobody likes Outriders. 
that that's just what it is. Same thing with Thor. I like him. You know, <laughs> you you the one been playing with him. You know, but it's it's one of those things where it's like this is this should force you to build better. It should force you to say, okay, if this is going to be the big bad, what do I need? I need negative counters. I need insta stunts, insta kills. I need, you know, and you start going through the cards and start saying, okay, this is what I can use. This is what's dishing out negatives. This is what's doing this. And and you start building with a goal in mind. That being the case, Team Apex has always played anti-meta anyway. So it was never a big deal for us to come up with something that was going to kill Outriders. Because when we saw right up our alleys, right, it's right up our alley. We've been saying that for, for, for our entire team existence to do something that's going to be anti-meta. And now with Mayor Wilkins being out there, with Valkyrie being out there, with Red Skull and, and Dormammu possibly being threats as well, you know, and then you got some other stuff. They're just going to be beat sticks, you know, Buffy getting huge, um, teaming up Cordelia with all these Ultrons and powering up and whatnot. Uh, that dude came up with that uh, abomination loop, putting all these millions of counters on abomination. You know, so it's, it's stuff out there that's plenty powerful. So yeah. let's let's get to work as a community. You know, ain't, ain't nobody got to take their ball and go home. You know, let's just get to work. And we doing, as a community... You know, uh, I think we, I personally think that we doing better with Photo Universe than I've seen in a long time. Because yeah. we said it in the podcast. We said in the podcast when we reviewed the last, um, the last Assemble arc that we reviewed. One of the things I said was Super Awesome Games can't screw this up. They really got to bring some heat for X-Files because that's going to be the only photo set at the time, I thought the only photo set that we was going to see for a whole year till November. And now it's not. You know, and that's, that's uh, a whole still, thing. Right. That's a whole other <laughs> thing. But they still brought the heat with X-Files. X-Files definitely flipped the script. They bring it in all these removal cards and search cards. They bring it in, you know, uh, stuff we haven't seen in the game, let alone the universe, which needs all the help it can get. You know, so like I said, it's uh, like I said, just bringing in heal and search in the same set, dude. That's huge. That's that's huge. You know, so um, it's definitely some potential. <laughs> for sure, there's definitely some potential. Yeah, to just yeah, throw we, in a towel seven weeks away is uh, right. It's crazy to me. It's like. At least let's see what's in the X Files box, box, right? <laughs> you know, you know we still like beat us to the unboxing and check out his box. Let's see, let's see what's in the box. You know, like seven. What's in the box, man? What's what's <laughs> in the box? <laughs> you know, so we, we got to find box. out what's in uh what's in X Files. I mean, it's a lot. If I did the math right. I think it's a lot of characters that still left, not just three MCs, but it's a lot of cards that's still left. This is a 200, yeah. 200 card box. And the average card that we get in is supposed to be four of each card, but we have so many one of a kind cards. Exactly. We have so many one of a kind cards, they're not taking up four spots. 
And then, you know, because they got what four one of a kind cards on the X Files team, you know. Then you got um, one of a kind cards like uh, Mr. Burt, Jen, um, Parallel Universe, um, the Lazarus, Seraphim. whatever it was, Seraphim, and, and you know, it's all these one of a kind cards. They there's only one coming in the box. Okay, well, if there's only one coming in the box, there's a whole lot more room for other cards. You know, so I thought that was that was definitely a twist. So we getting way more variety, you know, by having one of all these one of a kind cards. You know, so and then with these MCs, for the most part being level one, level two, well that means that uh if we got three more MCs coming, that's only taking up six spots. You know, but I think we like thirty something spots in the hole. You know, before I did the math before we even had this new sec uh this last uh um last uh, spoiler. Yeah, last preview come out. You know, so like I said, uh but it's it's just so much that still needs to be tested. And when we sit back and, and people talk about they not showing up, better players talking about not showing up, then it discourages the whole community. You know. But there's still plenty of testing to do. There's still plenty of theorizing. You know, hop on the in the DMs and say, hey, man, this is what I got. You know, uh, folks that ain't coming, team up with the people you know are coming. So y'all can y'all can come up with better ideas. If it's just you, you know, um, talk about it in the group. Hey, man, I'm over here by myself. I don't I don't have anybody to test with. You know, what should I start off with if I plan on coming to midwinter? One of these other regionals. Shoot, they go into Oklahoma. They go into yeah. Oklahoma for a regional. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of Midwest <laughs> people are gonna be rolling to Oklahoma. You know, so Oklahoma. I'm like, they they got a lot of events going on. We need to make sure as a community we can support by being informative. And say, hey, and then, and then think about all the new people we got in the group. Yeah, it's so many new people. It's so many new people in the group. The game got to be growing. It's got to be growing. Okay, well, let's support. You know, so to sit back and make it all about going to the tournament, let's make sure we make it about being being fun. You know, yeah. if we can at least make it be fun, then everybody should be enjoying themselves ultimately. You know, we shouldn't we shouldn't have this much disruption seven weeks before a tournament. That's a, that's a decent amount of time to get a lot of testing done. You know, so, because we, we eliminated our first rounds already, but until we get X-Files, we're not even going to be able to draft our MCs to get rid of the rest of the, you know, whoever else in the second round of uh, of eliminations of who, who we don't think is going to be worth it. You know, because I'm, I'm still, some of these people with now we heal and search, I'm still not not dismissing folks because I think even yep. with um, with Rocket, Rocket getting you back either Groot or Scully, that's a tough choice that somebody got to make. That's that's on some Sophie's Choice mess. I'd get this dude, uh, give him Scully, he gonna be able to heal a wound. But if I give him Groot, he not gonna take a wound. You know so. <laughs> You Ain't got, thing, really. Right. So so you got combos in there like that that can just keep looping around. You know what I'm saying? So so that's something that really needs to be taken into consideration. 
when you're building your deck. It's not just the MCs that's got to do work because Outriders is a serious threat. You got you to gotta have not just the MCs, you got to have good SCs doing work too. You, you can't have, oh, I think I'm going to have this character in here for fun. Oh, well, then you'll die quickly then. You know, and you'll be out of the tournament <laughs> <laughs> within two rounds, you know. So really test your test your support characters out and test your support characters that you believe are good with other other MCs, you know, because that's one of the mistakes that I think I was making. Um, other times we was testing, I was using certain MCs and certain SCs together because I thought that was the combo. And then when I would move on to test a different MC, I'll forget about that combo and start all over again. I wasn't standing on the shoulders of my own work, carrying it over to another SC to see if this combo was going to be consistent or if this combo was going to be able to get the job done, you know? So like you said, standing uh, on the shoulders of your own work like that. (laughs) So, so stand on the, on your work shoulders. So like you said, he's (laughs) a big shoulder. Um, just one of the things where, hey, if people put in work, they, you know, they're going to get some results. And I think this is an opportune time because we don't have as many cards in, in the card pool for people to play anti-meta decks. I think this is really the opportune time to do it. We talked about it in our podcast how you can level up Red Skull. We see how we got more discard now because Langley discards, Black Widow discards. So you know what's, what's going to need to be in the deck. You know, so like I said, um, uh, even even Doctor Strange discards. You know, so I think Red Skull, if built correctly, could be a threat. Uh, Scarlet Witch, same deal, same deal. Shutting off Outriders. Okay, y'all can't attack. Boom, that's that's deadly. You know, but now with Mayor Wilkins out there, you need a way for Scarlet Witch to get rid of Mayor Wilkins too. You know, so. Like I said, um, it's it's really becoming a rock, paper, scissors situation. And I really hope people start thinking outside the box, like Ralph was encouraging people to do, um, so that you don't just have Outriders and Mayor Wilkins everywhere. You know? It's just, uh, it's a benefit that it's, it's now, before I just felt like it was just, like there was this huge possibility where it would just be a bunch of outriders. <laughs> and you know, if that was the Me case, too. okay, you know, made the best outrider deck win. Now, you know, because our whole thing is is predicting the meta, which I mean, two not on horn, just a little <laughs> bit. We right. we've been we've been predicting the meta and coming up with like unexpected counters pretty well for the last two years. But now I don't know if we can do it this time. <laughs> like I don't. It's like I don't know if we know for certain that we can predict the meta this go around. Now that this has happened, like I really feel like it's gonna be some curveballs thrown in there. Yeah, people really like do their due diligence and and really test. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe everybody would just go with the outriders and. <laughs> you know, we'll see. You know, uh, outriders is easy. The outriders yeah. are nowhere near as complicated or as vulnerable as like mimic. You know, not because even, you can you can both. make a crappy outriders deck 
and it'll still, still be win. mediocre and still win. <laughs> still because Outriders is just that good of an MC. You know, you got 18 health between the three of them. I mean, between the six of them. It's like, okay, you can you can make mistakes and still come back. You know? Yep. And see, the thing I like about, I do, I, granted, as an MC as a whole, I hate Outriders, but they do have the advantages. One thing I do like about Outriders is you can you can predict your game based off of how much health your opponent has. Because if you play in Red Skull, you can say, or you play in uh, Scarlet Witch, you can say, okay, uh, they got five health. They play in Captain America. They got five health. My game is probably going to last five, six turns. Okay, this person is playing X, Y. This is going to last seven turns. This is going to last eight turns. You know, so because you can do it that way, that allows you to say, okay, certain cards I'm not going to play at this point in the game because I know I'm going to need this later. Instead of you saying, on this turn, I'm going to play this. On this turn, I'm going to play this. On this turn, I'm going to... No, you're going to play it based off of um, what the need is. And Outriders can pull that off better than most decks. Whereas most decks want to say, on this turn, I'm playing X. On this turn, I'm playing Y. On this turn, I'm playing Z. Outriders don't have to do that. They can say, oh, I'll play this later. I got 18 health. Come for me. You know, come at me, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to play this later down the line when it's going to hurt my opponent the most. Man, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's messed up. <laughs> you get six guys with ferocious before you even recruit a character. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, it's just an, it's just an uphill battle. Now, what I think people really need to see is that if you can systematically pick Outriders off one by one and still survive till turn seven, six or seven, mm-hmm. that's when the tables turn. Right. But you, <laughs> I'm not going to sit up here and say that we've consistently found a way to do that. I'm just saying, you know. Right. The, longers, <laughs> the longer Outriders, uh, Outrider opponent lives, the worse off it is for the Outrider player. So decks that yep. stall like Mayor Wilkins, decks that stall like uh, Bark Man and Bark Creature, a Bark Monster and Bark Creature, uh, decks that that can get you to the long game, uh, still have to test Cigarette Smoking Man, eleven defense, and Scully is probably in the deck, and Groot is probably in the deck. Yeah, dude is probably gonna go to that late game, turn eight, turn nine, turn ten, you know, and pretty quickly. This isn't going to be one of those things because one of the things we've noticed in the photo universe, because you're playing the same cards over and over, there isn't this vast pool like it is in the the illustrated universe where, oh, I got 40 different one drops or 40 different two drops to choose or 50 different three drops to choose. No, you don't, you don't have all that. You don't have all that in the illustrated universe. You know, you have a, a very limited card pool in comparison. You know, so I don't think it's even a half or maybe a third of the cards um, for for photo is equivalent to, you know, three times the amount for illustrated. You know, so um, I think all the cards in illustrated, uh, all the cards in photo is equivalent to one third of illustrated cards is what I'm saying. So. Um, there just isn't. That. I don't even know if that's true. I don't know if that's true either. I think it's re- really m- maybe a lot less. So that means 
it's going to be very easy to play with all the cards for all the, you know, all through, through the whole game. It's going to be easier to get that off. So you have to be able to ask yourself, hey, what do you, you know, what should I be, what should I be doing? And outriders can pull that off. And if you have a situation where you have outriders, you just now wounding, like you need to make sure you getting uh, Yandu, getting them wounds on them. You know, you got to make sure you getting uh, Scourge and all them negative counters, whatever is giving negative counters and figure out how it's going to work in whatever deck. Because here's the reason why. People can play a Koye on turn four and lock you out of even attacking Outriders if you can't even get rid of a Koye. They can play Scully on turn three because one of the Outriders... You really really telling the stuff. Well, (laughs) Cat is out of the bag. You know what I'm saying? Cat is out of the bag. And that still don't make no difference against Wilkins or Valkyrie. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Still don't make no difference against them. So, you know, cats out of the bag. You know, it still doesn't make a difference against Red Skull or Dormammu. Nope. You know, it's, it don't make a difference against them. You know, or all wing condition like uh, Ultron or Captain America. They don't care. They don't care how much how much health you got. You know, Captain America. That's how we win. Everybody play Captain America. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I wish I could get Cap to work. Sure. But like I said, I mean, Scully healing one of these outriders, uh, or worse yet, two outriders. Psh, come on. Then on turn six, they play in group two. So you swinging at these outriders and group just taking three wounds. It's like, what are we doing? You, you know what I'm saying? So, so outriders is going to still be a threat. It's going to still be a threat. But the longer the game lasts, the worse they are, the worse they off they are. That's all it is to it. The worst off they're going to be, you know. So um, Outriders was never, in my book, was never the, the. Um, they was always the big bad, but I never thought they was going to be one of the best MCs because they was just weak, weak defense is always going to make you vulnerable, you know. And there's plenty, plenty of ways to just put a lot of negative counters on. And, and even all like, that's being said. sound like me. All that being you said, sound like me saying, "Give me that ice man, last <laughs> All that being said, <laughs> we ain't got all the cars that going consistently beat them. So, like I said, we're still out there testing. You know, we'll we'll. Uh, it is still life is too short format. So, like I said, we still got podcasts coming about that and what we think about that format. But uh, I mean, as tournament players, one. as tournament players, hey, we you know. We focused on midwinter right now, you know, but uh, we do got our thoughts about uh, what's going on with a uh, life's too short format. So, uh, any last thoughts, Vern? I'm just looking forward to. I'm looking forward to continuing testing. Like this is. Yep. Uh, this testing has actually been fun for me. Yeah. yeah. One because we didn't we didn't really delve into the photo universe like we are now. Right. So a lot of the stuff we're testing is, I'm not going to say it's unknown, but it's definitely a discovery. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of the cars that have come out in this in this last arc and that's coming out with X Factor, it's just, it seems really good. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to really seeing what you can do with these cards 
actually seeing it, not just theory crafting, but right, right. testing it and finding out. And uh, I hope that people are not distracted or turned off by the recent term. Or yeah. so instead of getting discouraged by what you're seeing with Outriders, get encouraged to beat to beat it. You know, right. uh, you know, just do the best you can. Yeah. You know, that's that's what makes you know, if if you're a competitor, that's that's what could drive you to you know to be better. And you know that that's just the that's just the old philosophy of Team Apex: win or lose. You know, just competing. You know, just just trying to be the best that we can be, whether we're going along with the meta or whether we're trying to beat the meta. It's that aspect that makes the game enjoyable, at least for us. And I, I just hope, you know, some people will embrace that way of thinking, and mm-hmm. you know. Hey, come on out to be a winner and, and and throw your your hat your ring. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm always talking crazy. Throw your throw your hat. <laughs> throw your ring. throw your hat in the ring and just see what happens. You know, have some fun. Enjoy the game itself. Enjoy the craft of the decks because that's what the game really is. I agree. I agree. Just have just have fun and. uh Go from there, you know. So, that being said, we're gonna go ahead and shut it down for the for the podcast. So, this is your boy Cell, along with my co-host, Barley. And we'll uh, wrap up this uh, podcast, Team Apex for the Win. You want to reach out to us? Contact us at Team Apex for the Win at Gmail dot com. That's Team Apex for the Win at gmail.com. We'll see y'all in the, uh, in the chat.